And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winter, and I'm here, as always, with Dr. Bear Paul Lando, coming to you live from the beautiful Smith River up here in the great state of Jefferson, where freedom still reigns supreme. Lots going on with the farm and staying busy with the, with getting uh, the spring um, Jalgulan going. And I know <clears throat> it's always, this is one of our favorite times of the year because of that. Also, uh, I just got back from doing, uh, over the weekend, a, a wonderful freedom picnic down in Humboldt. It was great connecting with our neighbors down there and seeing that there is a movement going on of people uh, connecting with each other, fellow awake souls, and working together to uh, bring freedom back to that very much captured county. But it was a, it was a wonderful event. And thanks for everybody, the Humboldt Freedom Coalition, who put that on. It was wonderful. And we'll be sharing um, that uh, recap and my talk on uh, this channel as well as through the event. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, this weekend, uh, Liberty's Horizon in San Diego is going down. Uh, you still can get tickets for that if you want to come in person. Actually, if you're looking to come in person and are looking to, um, and last minute, I know it's last minute, but I can hook you up with a discount. Uh, if you use the discount code MW, I believe you get 10 or 20% off on your in-person ticket. MW, short for Mike Winner. Uh, if you go to alphavedic.com forward slash Liberties Horizon, that's L-I-B-E-R-T-I-S Horizon. Or you can also just, uh, I think it's just 20 bucks to watch the stream uh, this weekend. And there's a ton of amazing speakers and uh, experts in the uh, whole process of moving in out of the matrix and into the private. And Tara, I just got word. I just got word. I don't know if I should say it right now, but well, Devin Verana is already down there from the event who bear is who knows as well. And it looks like Josh Del Sol will be there too. So uh, it's it's shaping up to be a fantastic time in sunny Southern California, San Diego, which I'm really looking forward to bear going down and uh, seeing those beaches. It's been a while. You know, the beaches up here are amazing because there's not many people on them, but it's not like you just go jump in the water here unless, well, unless you're doing your Wim Hof, of course. So um, excited for that. So check that out, Liberty's Horizon. And then, um, of course, Music and Sky, that is selling out quickly. Uh, check that out at musicandsky.com. That's our Memorial Day event. And that is shaping up to be an amazing event as well. If you go look at the flyer I posted, I believe yesterday on the Telegram group, uh, a ton of amazing speakers. Paul and Slade will be back. Dr. Melissa Sell. Um, who else? Sophie and Eurasimos, who were on AlphaCast last week, uh, and a ton of other artists, musicians, uh, practitioners. There's yoga, meditation, sound baths, all that stuff. It's a health retreat and networking event and a fundraiser for Music and Sky for the larger festival that'll be next fall. Um, and if we play our cards right, Dr. Berlando will be one of the keynote uh, premium uh, speakers uh, stage speakers. So uh, cross your fingers there because I know, Bear, you're one of the most asked for people at Music and Sky. So it would be great to have you out there, buddy, uh, jumping in an ice bath and um, fully integrating into the, into the event. So uh, we will see. Uh, today we have my friend Tara Pilling on the show. Uh, we are going to go deep into manifestation, uh, finding uh, how to harness your superpowers, as she says, and really uh, hope that this is a uh, very inspiring and motivational 
talk, uh, which I think we all need every now and then, a great reset, if you will, <laughs> in our lives, a greater reset. And I'm very excited to have Tara on. Um, she has helped really, really helped me massively in the last five to six months, really find my way. Uh, she was nice enough to give me a free consultation. And uh, boy, has she helped set me on the path. And we'll talk about that today. I actually have one of her goal cards right here. And I'm actually, I work, uh, she's hooked me up with one of her gratitude journals that I try to do uh, every morning, uh, 10 things I'm grateful for. And these are the kind of alchemical uh, uh, little things you can do in your life to really bring the manifestation on. Uh, peak performance, mindset, cons well, before I kick into this, Bear, any housekeeping or any updates on your end? Um, sure. You know, we're up here at the farm, we're holding down the fort and it's a busy time of year. Uh, you know, Deb and I, uh, work long, hard hours here. We, we started at Alpha Vedic, you know, her and I created it together many years ago. And, uh, fortunately people like Mike jumped on board to, you know, help us get it out there. But, um, you know, it, it's a labor of love. You know, we had a whole career where Deb and I have been on this journey. God, we're going close to 50 years now, which is kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, we chose uh, just a little personal note today. And you know, I grew, I, I woke up in kind of an introspective mood this morning, if you don't mind. And, uh, you know, just looking at the state of the world and uh, all that we're all facing together now. Um, and, you know, Deb and I, when we're uh, took on this project. It wasn't something that we really had to do or wanted to do. It's, it's again, a lot of work. And there's part of us. Sometimes we look at each other, we say, what the hell are we doing here? We'd rather just be hanging out with our grandkids or, you know, uh, doing our practices and things, uh, you know, but we do do it because we believe, uh, you know, there is a purpose to the experience that we shared together all these years that brought us into a state of experience and knowledge that, you know, we could pass on to uh, the next generation, because I see a lot of things that uh, uh, we learned along the way, you know, some very special people took us under their wing, uh, some very iconic characters, uh, you know, that are no longer around. And, um, and we chose to go a different path. And, you know, we paid the price for that dearly at times and gave up, uh, you know, lucrative careers and but, you know, uh, what we sacrificed in some ways and uh, still do to a certain extent, it's more than worth it because we feel like, uh, just like a lot of you out there, we're born for these times. And, um, you know, the, it, this will segue into our topic today. It's not just kind of a little touchy-feely, think and grow rich. Yeah, I love Napoleon Hill, don't get me wrong. But it goes much, much deeper. You know, I want to go into the science of the topic today and uh, really get into the weeds as far as why it's more important than ever. And uh, back to my personal journey, we have um, really proven these concepts, not just concepts, but this real science to ourselves in our own life, and we're doing it still to this day. And so uh, as we put in our long hours here, we know that uh, there is a parallel universe that needs to be created, and we hope to be part of that. And that's what we're doing here. So uh, in the very near future, Alpha Vedic uh, will be offering on-site uh, um, little get-togethers. We'll be videoing, videoing those for our, uh, for our folks that are in our membership site, uh, which is going to be launched pretty soon. Uh, 
Uh, I will be doing a lot of uh, academic content as, as well as uh, on-site uh, get-togethers here. Uh, things, uh, I wanna get back a little bit also to my roots of uh, the health field, you know, cause I spent a lot of years here. Um, for instance, uh, breathing, um, you know, we, Wim Hof, I love the guy and, and the, the cryotherapy thing is, is invaluable. I do it myself. On the other hand, it's not the proper way to breathe to uh, create the CO2, O2 oxygen, you know, access uh, for long-term health and to solve a lot of other problems. So, you know, we need more information. I think people hop on the trends without getting full pictures. So, we want to, uh, you know, really add content. I don't think this getting out there enough. And that's what Alphabet was about, why I created it with my wife in the first place. And um, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, things are already coming up. The vines are crawling up the trellises. Uh, today, I hope to get out there. Uh, you know, we're expanding as usual. We're finishing up zone one uh, out of five zones in our permaculture farm here. So we've got our work cut out for us, but uh, you know, a lot of help is showing up and we appreciate that. So um, Mike, I'll let you get back in your intro there, uh, but Tara, in the meantime, thanks so much. And, and just again, uh, to emphasize to our audience out there, today's topic is probably the most a uh, single most important topic that we could cover. It's the most uh, important concept for you to get your mind around and then also to apply it like yesterday so that you can thrive in these times ahead because uh, the bad weather's already on the horizon and I don't wanna be a bummer because it's not a bummer. We knew this was coming for years. We've been warning people about it. Um, but now the powers of manifestation are not just to, you know, uh, get that new car with Blaupunk or whatever that you've wanted for a long time. It's about manifesting the world that we want to see. So Tara, this is so timely today. And we want to hear all about your experience, your expertise, and then we'll bounce back and forth. I'd like to get into a little bit of science behind it. And, uh, you know, I know this is going to be a fantastic and timely discussion. So thank you for being with us. Um, Michael, take it away. Okay. Yes. Uh, so well said, Bear. Thank you. Um, on this episode, we are going to go deep into the real science behind the law of attraction with um, peak performance mindset consultant, Tara Pilling. Many of you know her from the event. Um, different terms have been used to describe this very real force operative in every interaction, and the great ones have always known the secret to harnessing it. Tara Pilling is a peak performance mindset consul consultant. Uh, she had worked under Bob Proctor. Uh, she uh, She's a consultant about law of attraction, uh, internationally best-selling author, holistic practitioner, yoga and meditation teacher, and Ayurveda coach. Uh, she was personally coached and mentored by Bob Proctor, who recently actually passed away. Uh, and is leading uh, international inner circle consultant with their company, Proctor and Gallagher. Quote, I am passionate about inspiring others to reach their goals and dreams and access more of their potential. Your potential is unlimited, and the average person is using maybe between 5 to 10% of their potential. Tara has worked with some of the best in human potential, personal development, and leadership such as Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma, Les Brown, Mary Morrissey, Price Pritchett, 
Donald Miller, and Bob Proctor. Tara has dedicated her life to helping people realize their full potential to ignite greater prosperity and worked many years as a practitioner in physical therapy, holistic and energy-based medicine, yoga meditation, Vipassana practitioner, she was, and Ayurveda coaching. Quote, get your mind right and the world will follow your lead. It truly is an inside job. Tara lives in the beautiful BC, Canada on the Okanagan Lake with her husband, Brad, and two great kids, Maya and Kingston, who have come up actually in Waldorf education, which we could touch on today, maybe. Um, so she has, you Tara has dedicated many years to Waldorf education for her children and is an anthroposophy student. Uh, she especially enjoys time in the forest, gardening, foraging, camping, traveling, running, and meditation. Wow. So great to have you here today, Tara. Um, how how are you? How's it going? And uh, how do you want to start off today? Maybe it might be good to hear a little bit about your journey and how um, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, it's so great to be here with you. And just hearing about all the events going on, I have a little bit of FOMO because Canada hasn't opened up yet. So I would appreciate if you and all the viewers would visualize uh, the opening of the borders so that I could get down there to some of these events with you. I wanted to say that first of all. Um, yeah, it's, it's so great to be here with both of you. I really um, love everything you're doing. I've been watching a lot of the podcasts and you're just doing some, you're doing just incredible work out there. I think people need to, to hear this and you have such great speakers. So um, a little bit about me. Um, well, yeah, you already shared, you know, kind of where I currently am. Uh, however, I wasn't always in this place. Right. So I grew up, unfortunately, with uh, a lot of addiction and a lot of dysfunctional patterns and uh, not me personally, but my parents, uh, my mom and dad both died quite young. My mom died when I was 21 and I took custody of my siblings. So I was in a really bad place for a long time. And um, I knew what that looked like if I didn't do something about if I didn't do something about it. So I think that. Um, there was like a natural urge within me to find really great mentors. You know, Dr. Barlando, you mentioned that. I think it's so important to find really great mentors and people that are getting the results that you want. So at a young age, I started just seeking out really ways to feel better. And because um, I was not in a great space, I also got sick. So I got cancer and just huge wake up calls for me. So I just started reaching out and, and I've spent basically my life, like I'm a student, I love learning and I love growing. And if it wasn't for those mentorships and really choosing me and to do the work, I wouldn't be where I am today. So a lot of people see where you're at and all the success and prosperity you've created, but they don't realize that there's a lot of backstory and there was a lot of work to do. And I, I study and do the work every day. So, um, you know, I always say if I can do it, anybody can do it. But it is truly an inside job. You got to get the insides right if you want the external world to, um, you know, to shift. And so that's been huge for me because I think that we're seeing this. We've seen this in the last couple of years. Uh, the mindset is extremely low. It's weak. There's a lot of poverty mindset. And um, you got to get your mind right. When you get your mind right, 
It doesn't matter what's going on outside. You no longer live through your lower mental faculties. That's your senses. You know, you no longer let what's going on the outside dictate how you feel and how you show up because you're operating out of a, your higher mental faculties, right? And um, there's just magic and miracles in that place. And, and my life just continues to get better and better. And when things happen, I now have the tools to be able to deal with that. So that's been huge in my life. I hope that wasn't too much information, but thought I would share. No, that that was uh, fantastic and uh, exactly what we wanted to hear. I realized in my um, write-up that I did that Mike uh, read that I didn't mention, uh, is it Diamond Mind, your uh, your particular yeah. business? I, mm-hmm. I, I omitted that. Forgive me. If you could tell folks uh, a little bit about that and where they can find you on that, and then we can get a little bit more into the process. Sounds good. So yeah, I'm Diamond Mind Consulting. And um, so I've been teaching and mentoring with Bob for many years up until his recent passing. And um, it's been incredible. And I feel so grateful that I had that mentorship with Bob because Bob spent 60 years of his life studying the material that we teach every day, every day. He would say he never missed a day. And um, the lineage of the material that I teach and work with, it goes all the way back to the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita and the Quran. And the lineage itself goes all the way back to Andrew Carnegie, who is the first billionaire on this planet. And he had one student, you mentioned Think and Grow Rich, that was Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill worked with Earl Nightingale and Earl Nightingale um, was Bob Proctor's mentor. And then I am so fortunate to have worked with Bob. So um, that's what we do. Like we help people, you know, get their mind, strengthen their mindset. And we just, I always say I'm a paradigm buster because we're all genetically and environmentally programmed. We all have programming. And if you want to get a better reality, if you want to get a better, if you want to reach goals and dreams and do, um, you know, reach your dreams, uh, you've got to, you've got to change the mindset that you're currently operating out of. It was Buckminster Fuller. He said that if you want to create a new reality, right, you got to make the old model obsolete and you've got to create a new model. So that's what I do. I help people create a new model. We say, you know, tell me what you want and I'm going to show you how to get it. But it's definitely a commitment. And um, you, you know, I think some people when they come to me, they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And some people have experienced a lot of great success and prosperity, but they just know that there's so much more that they can do. And um, those are the kind of people that also reach out to me. So I'll help anyone. You know that, Mike, uh, just being part of the event, I'll help anyone who wants to get better results, but it definitely is a commitment, right? You've got to, it's a commitment of taking 100% responsibility regardless of what's happened in your life or what's happening and just saying, that's it. You know, I want to be part of positive change and I want to do more and I want to leave a legacy and, you know, so. Well, it's it's the most practical thing in the world because if we don't know how things work and we're putting these events in motion all the time, uh, you know, without our conscious awareness and creating all the things we don't want in our life at, at the same time, it's such a waste of time and energy. And then uh, the most important thing I, I believe is that it takes us away from our source, which is ourselves being an individualization of the larger source. So, you know, the Nazarene, uh, there's a, a story about him where 
uh, during those so-called lost years, he traveled the Far East and uh, studied with many masters. There's one in Hamayas in particular that um, all the, the great ones went to this particular master, uh, you know, and they're at a, a certain uh, level of light, we'll say. And uh, that master gave the Nazarene the statements, I am. And then there are, of course, uh, many ways to complete that. But those, those two simple uh, words are really the beginning of all manifestation, because as uh, he himself related, when I uh, got that understanding within 24 hours, I understood what my mission on this plane was to be and you know and then he fulfilled it and then of course gave us the awareness of the i am even though it's been misinterpreted by religions and so forth so i am is that um declaration you know we're always talking in lost uh, uh legal circles about status changes you know um you know uh but the 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 most fundamental status change is i am because at the moment that we utter those two simple words, we are declaring the Godhead at our coordinate in the universe, which is our responsibility. We're supposed to do that because no other level of consciousness can do it for us. And with that awareness, of course, then that's where manifestation, which will eventually lead to precipitation. We could even distinguish between those two events uh, today if we get there. Um, you know, that's where the law of manifestation starts, knowing that we are the source that puts those electrical events into motion, and it's our responsibility, uh, you know, let alone our capability. So, um, uh, yeah, I was a big fan of, uh, of Napoleon Hill a long time ago, uh, and I studied him not because I was wanting to make a million dollars, but because I understood, as he did, that this was uh, a very deep spiritual practice. And all those uh, folks that did prosper, um, you know, as he did, uh, did so because they got back to their spiritual roots. And maybe, uh, Tara, if you could distinguish between uh, material wealth and what prosperity really means in its broader sense. Yeah, I think um, people get really confused when they're thinking about prosperity. And it's just, again, it's the programming. I mean, prosperity is everything in your life, right? It's, it is our health. And it's our fitness. It's our relationships. It's our vocation. It's our, it is our ability to also, you know, create money or whatever you're using. You could be uh, using Bitcoin or Cordal, right? So it's our ability to provide for our family and it's our ability to serve. It's our ability to leave an impact. I mean, prosperity is everything. And the more that we remember, as you're saying, you know, that powerful statement of I am who I am, because many of us forget, you know, I go back to when I was a young kid and the environment I grew up in, I, I didn't know who I was. I had brought in all these really dysfunctional kind of belief systems and conditioning and, you know, uh, behaviors and all of that, that that's not who I am. And I think we're seeing that play out in a really big way. We're just seeing how much trauma and, you know, dysfunction is really on this planet. And that, you know, I believe that our creator basically sent us to a room and said, come on, humans, it's time to remember who you are and wake up and do your work. And I feel personally that, you know, there's a, I, I have a personal obligation and commitment as a spiritual being, having a human experience here 
to remember who I am. And it's not, I think the deeper you go into the practices, like you're saying, uh, Dr. Lando, it's not about making a million bucks. Although I've really worked through my own money paradigms, growing up, growing up you know, on welfare and homeless, I had a lot of paradigms around money. You know, I thought people with money were bad and money was bad. So, I mean, money's just energy. It's like a relationship. If you have a lot of negative beliefs around money, it's not going to want to hang out with you. Just like if you have a lot of negative beliefs around a man or a woman, like the opposite sex, your partner, they're not going to want to hang out with you. So I've really blown up those money paradigms myself, which is great because when you understand that money isn't good or bad, it's, you know, all it does is bring more of who you are to the world. So if you're a good person and you have the ability to uh, increase your finances, it's just going to bring more good to the world. Like, cause you can use that to serve and help more people. If you're really bad and you come into a lot of money, it just is going to bring out more of who you are. That's all it does. So, you know, our creator gave us free will. So we have the ability to choose. And the deeper you go into the practices and you remember who you are, I mean, your spirit and all you want to do is wake up and just serve the planet. I mean, that's like, I mean, and that's where we're supposed to get back to. We've been missing the mark for a long time. So it's time for us to get back to who we are and do our work and really be in service to humanity and the planet. Exactly. And uh, in, in present time, when there are certain forces that are trying to take away our natural birthrights, um, this power of manifestation is, uh, you know, as I started out by saying, it's not just a matter of, um, you know, getting the things we want, it's creating the world we want collectively, and also uh, not being enslaved. So there's a lot at stake right now. And if we don't really, um, you know, understand who we are at that level, then that is what will happen. So it's, it's absolutely critical now. And that's why I just, you know, starting out today, I wanted to just emphasize it. Um, you know, this is probably the most important issue that we face today is really those of us that are ready to embrace our responsibility and our power. And I think that's what most people, the old saying, you know, people are really afraid of their own power. It's time we really get over that. So if you could maybe uh, just continue as far as, you know, the power of manifestation, uh, I'd like to morph that into what precipitation is, which is uh, simply manifestation without the middleman. And there's a real scientific basis for that. But, uh, you know, if, uh, if we don't go there now, maybe what the consequences are going to be and how it's a solution for all the things that people are wringing their hands a, a around these days. You know, we're looking at, oh, maybe Elon Musk is going to bring us back free speech or maybe the plan is going to save us. Uh, folks, it's not happening. It's up to us. So, um, yeah, so just I'd say to our audience, listen up and, uh, you know, really embrace this information today like yesterday. And so where does somebody start for maybe, uh, you know, if they're a newbie in this? And they, yeah, I mean, it is kind of a, a daunting situation we're looking at. So where does the average person start with just... Um, you know, the power of manifestation, what's, what's that even mean as far as a practical application? What's step one? 
Well, I think with manifestation, you know, a lot of people are familiar and Mike, you mentioned the law of attraction. And the thing is, is understanding the laws and that we have these laws that govern us. You can call them universal laws or God's laws, but they operate to mathematical precision. And so law of attraction is really a secondary law uh, to law of vibration, meaning that everything vibrates. Everything operates on a frequency. So, you know, you even look at our cell phones, it's operating on a frequency. If I want to get on, you know, your frequency, I'm going to have to give you a call, right? So everything is operating like that. So we've got to match the frequency of what we want, right? So if we want to live on a planet where there's peace and, you know, love and, and we are experiencing our freedom. We've got to do that. We've got to work that through inside first. We've got to believe inside that we are truly free, which we are, right? And when, we're, when we don't believe that and we're stuck in that place um, where there's a lot of upset and conflict, which is really truly an opportunity, is we've got to get education. We've got to get the study that we need to remember who we are. And uh, that's why, like, when all of this happened, I dove deep into the laws of mankind. It wasn't an area that I had a lot of study, so I wanted to learn another perspective, just knowing that I was free. Like, I never felt that I wasn't free. I was like, I am free. And I think that that is really important because if you want to create and really manifest, it's, got, it's always coming from inside. I mean, everything's created twice. It's first created in our thought. And then it shows up in form. And so when you understand that there is these laws that are operating, when you're working with the law and when you are getting the inside, right, when you remember who you are, so you have to study yourself because many of us, you know, have been trapped in old programming, right, old hurt, old trauma. Then what happens is the outside has got to mirror that. So the real work isn't about going out there and changing the world. Although we've all got trapped into that, right? If I just go out there and fix this, the real work is within here. That's why even like when I'm working with clients, I'm not thinking I'm going to fix them. That's not my job. My job is do my work. And this is where leadership comes in. You, you touched on it. Like a lot of people are looking for somebody to lead. They're looking for the next savior. And this is where we're going in the wrong direction. The real leader that we're looking for, it's ourself. And Amen. so we keep passing, you know, the buck off to somebody else, hoping someone's going to save us. But that's all rooted in victim consciousness. We are the victor. But as long as we keep feeding that victim consciousness, which is lack and limitation, because we forget who we are, then we're just going to continue to get the same results, which is the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and expecting something to be different. No, we've got to do the work. We've got to remember that who we are and that we have unlimited, infinite potential. You know, Mike, you mentioned we're using between five and 10% of our potential. Think of it, we have infinite potential. So what could you do if you started studying you and understanding that there's these laws and, and moving towards what you do want instead of focusing all the time on what we don't want? I mean, we could create magic, but it has to come from within. I mean, even Mahatma Gandhi, he said, be the change that you wish to see. That's where 
That is where the magic happens. When we take personal responsibility and we make a decision and a commitment that I am the leader of my life, that I am, again, and I am free and, you know, creator, God, universal energy, whatever you believe in, it's given me free will. It's, it, that's an empowering place. And I'd say that's where it starts, but it does start with the thought. We've been programmed to focus on our results. If we keep focusing on our results, we're going to continue to get the same. We are aware that there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of corruption. But this is where we've got to start focusing on new ways of doing things, new system, better books, better movies. There's no better time, I believe, than right now to, to do this. And I think like we're seeing this happen, and it's really exciting. But again, it is an inside job. You can't expect somebody else to lead and somebody else to, to save you because you're going to just stay stuck in that lack and limitation space. And you're just going to feel like a, a victim to everything that's going on outside of you. And, and most people, unfortunately, we've seen this in history, will stay in that space. But we have a yeah. choice. We do have a choice. And so... I don't know. I think I think most people look towards leaders because there's there's so few people that understand this and they immediately rise to the top. And of course, I'd love to touch on how morality plays into this, too, because we know there are the black magicians out there, the people that hack this system to be the false leaders, the false prophets that everyone looks up to because people so many people just don't get this, the power that we have within ourselves. Um, and so I would love to, to touch on, we, we did a whole show on, um, the, on this, oh God, bear, when was that three years ago now about Wallace B. Waddles, right. And and the science of, of basically being wealthier, what he called the science of getting rich, which he just meant the science of manifesting abundance or prosperity. Um, but in that he talks about living in the way, the way as essentially as Christ talked about, right? Which is, this, it's not about the ends justifying the means. It's about essentially living every day, every moment you can to what I kind of took from that as a moral upstanding service to yourself in a way that's correct, not service to self selfishly, but service in the right way, the right way that's moral, that is that is according to natural law. Um, how do we differentiate between those false prophets that we have um, and those who are actually doing it correctly, um, Elon Musk, for instance, keeps being brought up in the chat here because and you and you mentioned Andrew Carnegie, which, of course, many would see as this sort of elitist who, um, you know, a lot of people in our community would be triggered by that name. So how do we know what is the way, Tara? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, when we are being. I think that first of all, we don't trust ourselves and we've got to start listening to that intuitive sense. But when we're not right on the inside, we do need some support to get ourselves right and remember who we are. And that's where incredible, you know, doctors and healers come into place to really support that process. Um, If the environment is always mirroring what's going on inside of me, right? And I'm extremely triggered by something. It's actually offering me or activated. I like that word better. It's activating. It's offering me an opportunity to go, okay, where in me does that exist? Because the magic happens in healing it in me. Uh, 
six months ago, I completed uh, training with Dr. Hugh Len. He's a Hopohono doctor. And it was really profound for me because when, when I just call it kinked, when we're kinked and we're not able to manifest and only lack and limitation and upset and conflict is showing up, well, there's hurt there. There's old, I just call it crap, if I can say that here. And so the magic really happens in unkinking ourselves and drawing whatever is going on inside and taking responsibility for that. It's so easy to blame everything outside of us. But what if that is an opportunity to do my work? Because once we do our work, I mean, I personally don't put any energy into what Elon Musk does or anybody else. And I know that you probably don't either because I'm choosing to be the leader in my life. Like this is where the real work is, right? We're going to always have those people. They're always going to be there until we heal that within ourselves. And this is how Dr. Hugh Len, I mean, he took a whole ward of mentally insane, the worst criminals, which many psychologists and doctors had been in there to try to help. Most people just had quit. He never saw a single person. He just sat there with their charts and anywhere when he read all the crap that they had done, we couldn't even imagine and what they had been through in their lives and anywhere he realized that he was activated was the opportunity for him to do the healing on himself. And this is really, I mean, the story is phenomenal. I, I would encourage you all to look it up because the law of forgiveness is extremely powerful, right? And so when we're holding on to that old hurt, it has to continue manifesting outside of us. Mm -hmm. So we've got to, we've got to dive in and do, it's essential that we do the work. And when, and when we have the awareness that something isn't right, that it's a miss, we have the awareness and we have the ability to do something about it. We have to take responsibility to do something about it, which is like leading right? That's where we lead. That's like your show, right? It's getting people the education and the information so that they can be the leaders in their lives. But you took action on that, right? And this manifestation even of the show operates on a frequency. And at one time, it was just a thought, like Dr. Bar, Wanda, it was you and your wife thinking about what Alpha Vedic would be. And it was just, you know, putting energy, thought energy into that. Now, all those years ago, you probably never would have imagined that here we are sharing this information. It has to start with a thought. So when you're not getting the results that you want, and when you're frustrated with what's going on outside of you and these tyranny um, leaders and the corruption, I mean, there's a lot of it, right? Then you've got to fix that inside of you. You've got to focus on the thought energy of the kind of world that you want to live in, and you've got to invest your time, your energy, and your commitment into that. And it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. That's why I spent 25 years of my life before I came to Bob, just getting better, just to feel better and healing disease in my body. It's an absolute miracle I'm even here. But there was no coincidence when I got off that plane from Tony Robbins' private island in Namali, I had been working with someone who said, hey, have you ever heard of Bob? The healing work you do is so aligned with Bob Proctor. And I said, oh, Bob from The Secret? That was it. I gave it no more thought after that. A week after I got home, Bob called me. Everything operates on a frequency. So 
You know, Albert Einstein said that everything operates on frequency. What you've got to do is you've got to match the frequency of the reality you want. But it has to be created here. And this might blow some people's minds and you might, you know, you might disagree and that's okay. But I know it works because I'm matching the frequency of the reality I want. And I'm able not only to live a prosperous life and enjoy health and relationship and, and beautiful things I could have never imagined. Um, but I'm able to help a lot more people because I'm able to step into a place of being someone who is really walking the talk, but I have to study every day. I got work to do. So, and that's I, why, that's why we play the game. Uh, you know, otherwise you'd be no purpose and embodiment in the first place. So, um, you know, we like to get behind the science of everything. And, uh, you know, if people understood that our, actually our physiology mirrors exactly, uh, you know, what we're talking about here, we uh, talk a lot about the physics as far as the, the dual forces that, you know, emanate from our thoughts and create our moment by moment reality. And our physiology takes on that same uh, kind of dual process so um like just using our senses you know we aren't just receiving pictures uh you know there's one polarity like within our eyes in our ears that are always projecting out there that is actually creating physical substance and uh you know when, if we could just understand how every moment not just our thoughts but how those thoughts uh morphologically um, you know, uh, create the nexus with our, with our uh, physiology. And then, uh, you know, the very senses are not just receptive, they have that other polarity that are projecting. And, um, you know, that's uh, why I like to get into that sort of thing. Because if we really knew how it worked, uh, we would uh, have, I think, a lot easier time just grasping the importance of what we're talking about uh, because the left brain would no longer be, you know, uh, quibbling that, oh, is this stuff uh, for real? And can I really change my reality? Well, we're doing it every single moment. And, you know, the, the, the most humorous thing really is we're swimming around in this universe of absolute um, perfection, uh, just uh, amazing beauty and, and wondrous phenomena that we can't even fathom. And, you know, you use the cell phone analogy. We're like these people in a bad reception area, uh, you know, the cell phone trying to get a signal because that's how uh, small and insignificant the corruption and all these problems that we conceive of in the world are. They're just like a little speck of dust, but we use all of our powerful creative faculties to try to find that signal, to try to find that resonance and then stay on that beam. And then we wonder, as you say, you know, why things don't change when we keep doing the same thing. So yeah, it takes a lot of work. I agree. And I, I also, you know, really relate to the practitioner end of it because for many years when I, you know, work with people, we'd get into all levels of their being and their emotional, you know, bodies and so forth. And I never once uh, worked with a client that I didn't 
uh, really resonate in one part of me, you know, as far as, uh, you know, being in the same boat in the first place. And uh, as practitioners, a lot of us start to connect the dots, you know, which is you teach what you need to learn most yourself. So it's really, um, you know, that's the greatest path of service, I think, is really fixing yourself and then, you know, turning around and sharing that. But, uh, you know, we've got so much more uh, going for us and it would be so much easier to get out of the way, even though we think doing the work is work. It's really not because the real work is staying exactly where we're at. So thank you. Just uh, uh, just uh, my two bits worth there. No, I really appreciate that. And, and I just look back at my own life even and, you know, the, the different things that happened. Um, and that's where even in holistic and energy-based medicine, which I had spent many years training in, I realized, well, everything has a consciousness, right? Like you even look at organs and different disease processes, there's a consciousness. So it was no coincidence that after my mom died in her fire, you know, that I got cancer. I mean, it's associated with grief and guilt. And of course it affected me in my woman areas, right? Connection to mother. So the deeper you dive, you realize that, well, everything's coming from our consciousness. Now the challenge is, is that, you know, we only are acting out of our conscious two to 4% of the time, which means we're only actually thinking two to 4% of the time. We're acting out of a subconscious program, 96 to 98% of the time. Now the subconscious, that's the feeling part of our being. Like you said, we live in an ocean of motion. So the feeling is where that law of vibration is, right? So if I am not feeling good all the time and I'm stuck in trauma and the world sucks and nothing works out, you know, and I'm just poor me and my pity party, which I used to live in for, I lived in that space far too long. Over time, the body is going to, the body is the instrument to the mind. So the body's going to manifest disease. And then of course, your ego gets to be right. Poor me, life happened to me, this sucks. Well, guess what? No one's going to save you. And I realized that really quickly. No one was going to save me. So, you know, that I would suggest to our viewers to take a look at your results because your results never lie. Your results are always telling you what's going on inside. So for me at that time, my results were really bad and it's easy but it's not to stay stuck in blame and guilt and shame and all that, you know, anger, whatever it is, that place sucks. It's like you said, it's easier to do the work long-term, put the time in and do the work and, and your results by law have to get better. Right? So we're just acting out of that subconscious program. The problem is, is that we're not even thinking in that space. So most of the things that we do, we don't even think. We just act out of a program. That's why many of the things you do or say, you're like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? We're acting out of habit. That's where, you know, we always say a paradigm is just a multitude of habits. That's part of the subconscious is where the paradigm is, that programming. It's our belief systems, shorten that for BS. It's our addictions. It's our conditioning. It's our self-image. Right. And you can never outdo your current self image. So you got to update that. Right. And so if you're not sure, just take a look at the feeling space you live in most of the time, because that means that you're operating on that vibration. If you're feeling like crap and you're just sitting there angry and blaming the world and life sucks, 
Well, that frequency is pretty low. And then all those disease processes and negative energies are, I mean, it's, that's where law of attraction comes in. So if you can make a decision, which is the hardest thing we do and say, well, that's it. I don't want to live on this frequency anymore. You've got to raise your vibration. And this is where, you know, you start thinking of, well, maybe I want to, I want more in my life. Maybe there's more for me. Maybe I can make a bigger impact. But you see the frequency of maybe like where you are right now to where you want to be, right? This is what really kind of messes most people up because they're like, well, I can't do that because you're stuck here. Well, this is where I love Neville Goddard's work. I really love Neville Goddard talks a lot about, you know, um, living with the wish fulfilled. You know, when you're feeling here, when you're at this space and you're not feeling really great, you got to do something to get out of that. But that's why I shared with Mike my gratitude journal. I mean, just doing gratitudes and just focusing on what is working, because there is a lot of things working on this planet. There is a lot of really incredible leaders and people doing wonderful things. What if we started putting our thought energy, our focus, because what we focus on grows, and we put more thought energy on this, you know, all these wonderful people and all the wonderful things happening in the planet, even just the fact I mean, one of my practices, it's an Ayurvedic practice, is I touch the floor and I bring my hands to my heart and I'm like, yes, another day of living. Like just a simple shift, right, in your, in your feeling, which is focusing on gratitude and looking for the good, because when we look for it, we're going to see it. That's going to start shifting your frequency. It's going to help you come up. Right. So Dr. David Hawkins, he has a really great feeling chart. If anyone wants to look it up, I love it because when you're living in this place of shame, let's say, or blame and anger, I mean, it's a low frequency, your goals, your dreams, because everybody has things that they would love, whether it's a better job, that dream relationship, right? The ability to start a business and serve more people that's at this frequency, which is at least at 500 hertz. Shame is at 20. So when you understand there's a science behind this and that everything operates on a frequency, right? And that there's, there's like infinite levels of frequency that you've just got to become the vibrational match for what you want. That's how we, even we started the event. We vibrationally came together because all of us were thinking, how can we serve? How can we help more people? Right? And so um, I would say like, just to start giving more energy to what you would like and to just start focusing on the wonderful things that you do have in your life right now, what you can be grateful for. And then, you know, I, I believe in coaching and mentoring. I really do. I wouldn't have got to where I am today. I didn't have good mentors. Our first mentors are our parents. My parents did the best that they could, but unfortunately they came from a lot of trauma. You know, they came from Hitler's time. They, they came from, you know, times where there was famine and things didn't work out. And we're seeing a lot of that play out right now. So I didn't have good mentors. So, uh, you know, when someone resonates with you, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the vibe. Reach out to that person and just say, hey, I need help. They get, get a coach, get a mentor. Find somebody who's getting the results that you want and start working with them. So you have a pretty diversified skill set. 
And uh, when a client comes to you, um, and, and I know this is a broad question because people come to people like you for all sorts of reasons, but uh, what does that look like in your practice? Say I'm, I'm your client, I walk in the door, where do you start with me? Well, I'm grateful for all my training for sure. And, and it, mm-hmm. I use it every day in my life. That's why I said my favorite thing to do is meditation. I'm a Vipassana practitioner. I could go off to Tibet and sit forever, but um, I am choosing to live and be here. So I find that for me as a practitioner, those are just bonuses for my clients that I have the ability to guide them. You know, I love uh, Dr. Lando Yu and, and Melissa, Melissa Sales, because a lot of my training is in, of course, uh, vibrational and energy-based medicine, like specialized kinesis and body talk. So um, I like just can, can share little bits of what I know, but I learned that it's if someone's really stuck in that space, and let's say they're healing from a disease, that I have incredible practitioners like yourself that are doing that. And then that might be the first um, step or something that supplements the work that I'm doing. So um, I just find that I'm able to, you know, really guide people and um, just bring that into my coaching and just really kind of open them up to other ways of thinking. Because many people, when they come into even a, a mentorship with me, they've only, you know, they've maybe had a belief that the doctor knows best, and they've never explored other practices. Well, I've spent my life in many of these practices, they've healed my own body and got me to, you know, when the students ready, the teacher appears got me to my next teacher. So that's what's wonderful. I'm so grateful. Even though like, I look back, and I'm like, man, I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and time, you know, training with all these incredible people, it was all meant to be because everything has got me to where I am. But I'm like, I know that if someone is having, you know, a a lot of uh, disease showing up or uh, mental health problems, like, I'm going to send them in the way of more, you know, homeopathic or herbal medicine, getting into the forest. I mean, I spend a lot of time in the forest. That's my medicine. That's my doctor. So I think that's a gift that I give my clients is that I get them thinking, really thinking about other ways and and sharing. And that's what we've been doing. That's what you're doing here on this podcast. And we do in the event is to, to really just show that there's so many other ways because my way isn't for everybody, right? And your way isn't for everybody, but it's that vibration. It's that frequency. When we feel something and we're aligned with someone, you just kind of know, right? It's like, I don't know, but I know you can help me then I, of course, I encourage them to go that way. uh, Tara, just curious, have you read any of the Ringing Cedars books, Anastasia? It's been a big topic in our Telegram group of late because you are just like spot on. You're like right on with her teachings, the master of Siberia. Are you familiar with those books at all? I'm not. And I have a book 
problem because I love reading books. <laughs> so, but I haven't read that, those books. So she's this, I would highly recommend it. We're going to be doing a podcast in three weeks or in two weeks with uh, uh, the, the head of the uh, Anastasia Foundation here in the United States, along with his buddy, Wes, who uh, was at that Health Freedom for Humanity event down in LA, who I really, speaking of that, like you, you see somebody in a crowd or you feel them and all of a sudden it's like this resonance where it's like that dude, I want to go hang out with that dude. That was Wes from the Anastasia Foundation. I was like, that guy is spot on my people. And it's so true. Like when I occasionally have to go into Walmart, it's that low vibrational feeling and it's no knock to general populace, but there kind of seems to be the way society is right now. But there's occasionally where I'll like be down an aisle and I'll like have this attraction to somebody and be like, whoa, that person's actually gets it. So that's, that's spot on. But I bring up Anastasia because she talks about that. Like every morning, her practices is she goes and lays in her field. So she lives in her own like little garden paradise and in this in Siberia. And um, she, but that's her practice is every morning she gets up with the sun and she lays in the grass in nature and just has gratitude for living in this magical realm. And it's like this really powerful force of who we are and our connection to creator that manifests her beautiful, perfect life. And of course she has psychic powers and she's like this, you know, perfect idea of what it is to be man. But I, I just bring that up and I highly recommend those books because I think you will love them. And they're everything you're saying, which just ties into universal truth, right? Universal truth. Like these things are all universal above and beyond us. Yeah, Bear, there you go. And Bear has the the original one with the original artwork, of course. Oh, are these, uh, so have they changed? Those are really hard to find now, actually. Oh, wow. And, and Gabriel- uh, I love these, uh, I love these books. You, you would, if you're a nature buff, you'll, you'll really gravitate to these. Great story, uh, a businessman, uh, you know, who frequents some of the outer, let's say outbacks in Siberia, uh, you know, finds this woman and has adventures. It's sort of a Don Juan sort of thing. Only yep. it's a forest nymph instead. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's great. It's uh, it's awesome. And uh, what is, I think there's eight volumes. I read these a ten. long time ago. Okay. Uh, 10 now. Yeah. I think I have eight volumes, but anyway, yeah, you'd love them. And there's a lot of good gardening tips in here. And I know you're a gardener yep. too, Tara. So, um, so you'll pick up some good tips. You know, one of the things I learned from these uh, when I first read was uh, when you're planting seeds, uh, you put them in your mouth and just uh, let them hang out there for a while and let your DNA mingle into the uh, the seed membrane and then you plant them. And then, you know, that's going to be more of a specific medicine or a food more suited, you know, for your body. It's going to resonate more for your body. So, uh, you know, whether or not it works, I really think it does myself, but I've done that ever since. So we'll walk around as we're planting with the, you know, with the chipmunk mouth there. So, <laughs> so I, I yeah, bring her, I bring close. her up too, because there's something I want to touch on. And I think a lot of people get stuck and I, it almost like you can think of somebody who's overweight, trying to lose weight or, you know, has obesity issues. It's like this mind versus body thing where it's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? It's like, I don't, I feel like crap. So I want to fix my body, but then because I feel like crap, I make poor mental decisions where I go and eat that tub of ice cream. It's like, what's first, right? And you, you have such a bag of tricks or not tricks, skills, excuse me, like Ayurveda, yoga, 
uh, my uh, breath work, all these things, which are the mind body connection. And the thing about Anastasia is she's like this amazing supple leopard, like in the book, she can run and jump off trees while she's playing with wolves. And she's like this superhero, almost walking barefoot, never worries about never really gets never gets sick. Right. So there's this obviously this mind body connection. And in your practice for somebody, for instance, who's waking up feeling like shit and is in this negative low vibrational state, how do they start to get out of that? Because they'll let's say they want to sit down and start journaling or something, but they feel bad, like their body feels bad. Right. So it's a tough, it's like a really a tough thing. And of course for us, it's easy to say, well, just go out and start doing it, start running, start doing these things. But in your practice, how do you get people over that initial hump to start feeling good? And so they can start seeing the good effects of, um, of what this practice does for them physically and mentally. Well, it's such a great question. It really starts off with a desire. You have to have a desire to want to feel better. And you, then you have to make a commitment. Like you have to make a decision that that's it, no matter what, I'm going to do that. I mean, decision is to cut off from, you're going to have to cut off from that other person. <clears throat> and you can make the changes, you know, uh, on the outside, you can deprive yourself of certain foods and over-exercise, whatever that person decides to do. But until the change is made within, it doesn't matter what you do. You might lose weight. You might get a little better results and you've all heard of that, right? And then a year down the road, they're the same weight or they've actually gained extra weight. It's really an inside job. You've got to change. That's why self-image is so important. You've got to change the internal first, the image of what's inside. And it all starts with a thought because someone who's overweight, we just say they have fatty thoughts. Someone who has disease has diseased thoughts. And this is where, you know, we've just been cut off from our nature, from who we really are, because many people are eating food that you can't even, shouldn't even be called food, right? And, and just like you said in the book, we've got to get back to a more natural way of being, you know, we've got to get out into the forest, we've got to get barefoot. I'm a big fan of the jumping in the cold lake, you know, and doing doing all that cold chirotherapy as well. So we've got to do something to really jolt the system, but it really starts with a desire. It starts with a desire to want to feel better, um, to want to be that person that's healthy and fit, right? And habits, that's why I say you've got to have a paradigm shift because the paradigm is just that multitude of habits. I mean, habits are nasty. We call the paradigm the devil right? It, it's nasty. It does not want to change. That's why a lot of people, they'll be like, that's it. I'm going to work with you. I'm moving forward. And then it's funny, their computer breaks. They can't get on a call with me. Um, just it's like all hell breaks loose in their life. Why? Because the paradigm is so strong. It actually shows up in technology, it shows up in our partners. It doesn't want to change. And we've all experienced that, right? Where we're like, that's it. I'm coming off the coffee, no more donuts. And I am going to be that healthy, fit person. And then all of a sudden, your best friend calls you and says, hey, meet me at Tim Hortons. Right. So this is where, again, we've got to have uh, mentors and that accountability that's going to help us to do it. If I didn't have the mentorship and the accountability, if I didn't first have a desire to rid myself of those thoughts, 
that were getting me the results I didn't want, I wouldn't be where I am. And we truly never get rid of a bad habit. We never get rid of the bad programming, but we have to replace it with something healthier. That's how you create healthier habits. If your habit is eating crappy food or smoking or drinking too much or gossiping, whatever it is, you've got to replace it with a new way of being. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah, I was just going to say one, Tim Hortons for the, the the U.S. people in here. That's like Starbucks meets Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, Starbucks. Donuts. Well, it's like Starbucks meets Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Um, but <laughs> then two, th- you see this too with people that, uh, well, one, obviously the diet idea is very obvious, right? People try to go on these diets and never works because they haven't done the internal work. But also you see it with people who who have gotten rich quick right? You, or you won the lottery or something where they, you see these stories. I know there was used to be a series on television about people that win the lotto and their life gets way worse. <laughs> like where, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing to see. It's like, first and foremost, the inner work has to happen and you're a master of that. I'd love to get deeper into that and how that, um, exactly works for you. And also Bear uh, has a lot, I'm sure to say about that. So for you, maybe would it, would it be cool for you to like, give us a little bit of insight on what your daily practice is and what you do. And I know you're a big fan of getting up super early in the morning, which I still have a, a lot of issues with because I've been a late night person for so long and I'm still working on that. But yeah, I'd be curious to hear what your kind of daily habits are. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to leave a tip just back to that person. That's really, um, struggling with weight loss. Um, In my own life, you know, I had to write that I had to write myself, I had to write who she was going to be first. So I would encourage you if you're not happy with where you're at right now, write out who you're going to choose to be. So I would say I wrote her and then I became her. But actually, it was who I always was. It's just all the virus software was getting in the way. I mean, the material that we teach isn't about you becoming somebody. It's not about dumping more information. I mean, we do our kids a disservice. We just dump in information. It's about drawing out the magic of who you already are. So I would encourage you to write out who you want to be and who you're going to choose to be and then become it. So that's what I did. Okay. But of course I was working with my mind in a certain way all the time. You know, Tara, um, I just want to interject, you know, yeah. in uh, playing years of high level sports, uh, I, I learned early on, the first thing I do is sit down and write out my program for the entire year, you know, like preseason, season, postseason, summer program. And uh, what I found after a number of years is uh, once I got that on paper and got more experience with it, my body would actually start going through the changes before I actually even started implementing what I wrote down in the first place. Anyway, I didn't want to interrupt your flow, but I'm a big believer in what you're saying. Uh, One more comment, Mike, just so you do know, ice cream is a complete food group. So go ahead, Tara. I love it. Well, and that's why I sent Mike, like when I was working with the event team, I said, guys, we got to know where we're going. So, you know, it's where, you know, Mike started writing out his goal and putting it on the goal card, right? So you've got to put, put, put your pen to paper, right? You know, it makes you think. Thinking, so writing causes thinking. You might want to write down this formula. Writing causes thinking. Thinking causes the feeling. Remember, it's the feeling that is creating the results. That's the subconscious mind. Feeling causes action. 
An action causes a reaction. We have been programmed to focus on our results. So, you know, when you're in school and you weren't getting good grades, you know, then you got your parents and your teachers, oh, you're not getting the marks you need. That's the worst way to help a child who's not getting the, you know, the, the grades that they should be getting. You got to go back to where it was created. It's in the thought energy. So that's perpetual transmutation of energy. That's, that's a law, perpetual transmutation, okay? So I just wanted to share that to help the audience here. So I have incredible habits, but I've had to work really hard at you know, working on those habits. And every day I work on those habits, just so you know. So I started a 5 a.m. practice with Robin Sharma many years ago. And sometimes I fail, but, but the truth is like a rocket, you're going to fail your way to the moon. You're going to fail your way to success. So it's just taking those little steps every day and incorporating healthy habits. So my 5 a.m. practice, you know, I always say, win your morning, win your day. When you get up, you know, bright and early, it's sattvic. It's a calm time of day. It's a great time to really get you right. So you know, I do that Ayurvedic practice first thing I do, and I just thank God for another day of living. Meditation, and prayer, and like you said, uh, Dr. Barlando, just really already visioneering, like how do I want today to go? Knowing that maybe I have some meetings or I've got to teach, you know, how do I want that to go? And in my mind, like a movie, I actually spend time after meditation going through that. I mean, the universe, you know, is responding to, you know, what we're focusing on. So the clearer we get, that's why you want to be very clear. And who do you want to be? And what are your goals? And the universe is going to respond to that. That's how the law of vibration works. Um, yeah, and I, I have, you know, I, I move. It's the first thing I, you know, do after I'm done my meditation practices, you know, I, I make sure that I move. You know, I jumped on my bike this morning. I did 45 minutes because it's state. That's one thing I learned from Tony Robbins and Navy SEAL training, right? It's all about your state because what is state? What's physiology? It's frequency. If you're feeling crappy and my life sucks, that's low. As soon as you move, you dance, you get out into the forest, you jump in a cold lake, your frequency is going to come up and you're just going to feel, you'll feel much better. Um, I write out my goal every morning and night, where am I going? If you don't know where you're going, you're like a ship with, a, or you're like a boat without a rudder. You're just going to go in circles, right? That's just going to reinforce that lack and victim consciousness. Well, be on purpose. Where do you want to go? So I write out my goal. I write out my self-image. This is who I am. I'm a phenomenal leader. I'm a walk-in, talk-in, love machine. I am born to win. I'm born to succeed. Divine law and order governs my life. Divine peace fills my soul. And I get in front of a mirror and I actually act this out. It's the actor's theory. And I write my gratitudes, Mike. That's why I sent you one of my gratitude journals. But I also do my gratitude practice with my kids. So in the morning, on the way to school, we always say three things we're grateful for. And then we also send a blessing. We send a prayer to somebody. And then oftentimes, we'll also do the law of forgiveness. Hands on our heart. Who can I forgive today? Knowing that there's always someone or something that's kinked our hose. And when our hose is kinked, it's like a water hose, right? The energy does not flow. So I've got to every day be mindful of where am I holding resentment and hurt? You know, so we do this practice 
where I share Hopohono um, or the loving kindness prayer. I have a few different practices. So this is just my everyday practice. And then before I go to bed, I kind of go over a few of these practices again, but I study every day. Like I study the material that we teach every day. When my mentor said that he studied this material for 60 years, I'm like, I've got some work to do. So I study every day. So that's kind of what my day looks like to the start and then the end. Um, Sounds like a good day. And, uh, you know, the physical movement is so important because, you know, our body is our volition. Uh, you know, it's our free will activated uh, and under our conscious control. And uh, when you do exercise, when you're moving your body, that is where volition meets physiology. And uh, it's where physiology, which, uh, you know, you can't separate the parts, the mental, emotional body, the physical body, they're all one and the same, even though we like to think of them as separate. So when you exercise that will force it just to get up out of your chair and go move, whether you're dancing or running or lifting weights, it doesn't matter. Uh, that is such an amazing thing. And I, uh, people that get the hang of it, I think we all agree that no matter how you were feeling before you started physical movement, you sure feel a heck of a lot better after. Yeah. I, I was Go just, ahead, gonna, Mike. I was just going to say the same thing and that I'm grateful that God gave me this body because it is in a way it's the greatest gift because it allows us to to directly connect with the divine immediately when we do that, when we go for a run, when we decide to do some yoga, jump in a, in a lake, freezing lake or whatever, um, it immediately reconnects us with the divine, with God. Uh, so, and we, we talk about the hermetics and like, you're talking about these, these laws. Um, that was what everything is about with all these mystery schools and the occult. It's all related to the, the, the power of our body and why we're here. So uh, guys, yeah, be grateful for your body. And if you have body, as, as Tara is saying, if you have body image issues, you need, we need to get over that quickly. Um, because that can really lead you down a path towards um, low vibrational thinking, right, Tara? So um, really embrace your body and enjoy your body. The mirror thing is interesting. I, I get a little weirded out looking at myself in the mirror, but I, I should probably try that again. Well, I would too works, if I were you, Mike. A mirror works powerful. It is really powerful. Even getting in front of a mirror and saying those I am affirmations. Um, it's, it's a powerful practice. Yeah, there's a uh, there is a series right now called Moon Knight. It's a Marvel uh, series on uh, Disney. Yes, I, I occasionally watch Disney. I know, guys, uh, but it's I like it because there's so many truth drops in it. And this guy's got like multiple multiple personalities. And uh, he, it's this whenever he looks in the mirror, he sees this other aspect of himself talking to him. Right. And it's like another character that it's a whole different person in the show. But I think that can be important little thing sometimes because when we, I think when we we do talk to ourselves right and for me I find myself in my own inner dialogue talking to myself like come on Mike you can do better blah 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 it's almost like a different person in a weird way um, maybe I'm crazy I don't know but looking in the mirror I think to see ourselves our, our higher self looking at us and giving us this support right that hey no you're on it this is who you're supposed to be um, I think that's a really cool practice well and Mike can I interject there so Another practice I didn't share that I do every day is called looping, not urine looping. Say right <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> but looping, 
because we have to dehypnotize ourselves. We've been programmed. So we have to hypnotize ourselves. And when you understand even hypnosis, um, when we record ourselves, our subconscious is going to accept from our own voice more than it's going to accept from somebody else. So that's a practice that I do and I share with my clients is to loop, you know, to get their goal, to get their self-image, to get their PAs, to get praxis and all these things, get it on your looper, listen to that, right? And you're like, pop, 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 right? I mean, again, you're hypnotizing yourself and your subconscious is most open to receive it because it is from your own voice. Because we're talking to ourselves all the time. Your results are a reflection of what you're saying. Most people are just not aware because we're most people are saying horrible things to themselves. Like, God, what's wrong with you? You're not good enough. You know, you don't measure up. So we've got to change the internal dialogue. So um, that recording is good. And um, <clears throat> that's a very um, proactive uh you know, when we put our voice into the ethers, not only are we creating resonance, but, you know, what most people don't understand is, you know, every sense has two polarities. The ear has two polarities and uh, the ear that we think of associated with hearing is the receptive. The larynx is actually the other polarity of the ear. It's part of the ear. So uh, as we use that positive polarity that projects out there, then that will come back as far as what we hear. Same thing as telling about the eyes, you know, it's just we're constantly projecting out and then that's what we see. So that's where a little bit of science comes into it. That's very valuable, I believe, in that we love it. understand that we're using our own sensory apparatus, not in a receptive way, but in a very creative way all the time. And uh, we can get back our full spiritual comprehension when we understand those faculties and how to use them consciously. I really appreciate you adding that because, yeah, there is a whole science behind this. And even the laws, I mean, they work to mathematical precision. And most people, you know, understand the law of gravity, right? Like you, if I was to drop this, it falls. It doesn't matter it, you know, what I think, the laws work their own way. So thank you for sharing. So uh, since you mentioned it, gravity is also a polarity. Mm -hmm. And the opposite polarity of gravity is levity. That's actually a real term. And uh, then that takes you out of the belief system that the um, gravity is some independent force separate from us that we must obey. And when you get into that comprehensive understanding, then we can use our will to actually uh, manipulate gravity and levity to our own advantage. And that's what the masters did. And that's why they could do certain things that would defy our logic. I've actually seen things like that with my own eyes. Yeah, exactly. The yogis have showed us like, right? That's where this infinite potential comes in. Again, it's whether you believe it. Like, if you, if you don't believe in something, no matter what, that thought energy, you won't be able to do it. But if you open up your mind, that's why having an open mind is essential. Have an open mind and you have to believe. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to stay where you are. And that's, that's a choice. Again, we are given choice. And 
As you state, you know, emotions are so important and I'm fully convinced we're emotional beings, not thinking beings, uh, you know, more than anything, because that's what gives, uh, you know, our thoughts a velocity to pop in the matrix in the first place. So, um, you know, emotions, a lot of our emotions we're kind of afraid of, like anger, for instance. And I think uh, uh, another valuable exercise is understand how to play uh, the musical scale of emotions. And the worst emotion, of course, is when you're just in inertia and uh, depressed, you know, nothing, you're just stagnating in your own stuff there. And sometimes it's really a healthy thing to get kind of pissed off. <laughs> now you don't want to stay there. On the other hand, uh, now your energy is moving. And, you know, again, we use that in sports a lot. Before you go out in the field, you'd get yourself worked up into a little frenzy. Now you wouldn't just stay in that state, but you used it for motivation. And then you, you know, uh, moved into more of a, a state of, you know, intense focus and, and, you know, stayed there. But I think in real life, and I know um, every so often with my clients, when I was working with them, I'd have to give them a little tough love just to, even if I knew it would tick them off because that would give, get them uh, moving. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think about can that? I, can I just ask you one thing, Bear? What is your, <laughs> sure. what is your def, I'd love to hear once again, your definition of emotion, because I think sometimes we just think it's feelings, but you have a great way of explaining it, what emotion is. Cause I think it's uh, that plays right into the science. Yeah, uh, um, emotions is just um, stagnated motion because there's only one uh, thing that's for real, and that's motion. That's what registers to our senses. At, well, we could quibble with that too. If you get into Walter Russell mechanics, there's nothing moving at all. It's just, uh, you know, movie frames going by that give the appearance of motion. But Things are always in motion and, uh, you know, every, every frequency is just a waveform of different, you know, durations and wavelengths and things that give it all the different characteristics and dimensions that we perceive as our reality. So when the, uh, the emotional dimension, which is just one of 18 dimensions in any waveform is moving, it's just simply motion. But when it gets stuck, when it gets fixated in some particular way, it becomes emotion. And those are, of course, the things that we, uh, you know, judge as good and bad and even joy, you know, like in Oriental medicine, uh, you know, you can uh, tell somebody that's in, you know, you think, oh, they're giggling all the time. They're happy. Well, you know, there's a little interruption in their fire element and their, you know, their heart, their small intestine, uh, you know, meridians, because it's this kind of unnatural sort of thing that you can hear, even though they're laughing, you know, in their tonal fields. So uh, real joy, of course, is just this, this calm, um, harmonious uh, equilibrium with yourself and all life around. It's not that you have to be laughing and telling jokes all the time. So yeah, emotions uh, are simply uh, damned up motion. It's that simple. And we have a way of getting fixated on things, which creates that phenomena. And there's reasons why we do that too. And that's another whole story. Yeah, we, we always say emotion is just energy and motion. And when you look at like anger, like you brought up anger, well, that's a higher frequency than down here at shame. So sometimes we need that anger to move us up the ladder, right? But thank God that the laws aren't instant. 
Because if you stay in that place of anger too long, yes, you are going to probably bring disease into your body. So we want to recognize when we're in a space and we've got to move right to the next space, but we don't want to stay there. Right. And so that's important. And, um, you know, back to what you were saying, I think we need to be disruptors. I used to be in the past people pleaser. I mean, I was like a healer. Everybody loves, loved me. You know, you're amazing. I was doing something wrong. We, we definitely want to be disruptors. We want to activate the people around us. That's what a good coach should do. Um, whether you're, you know, a coach in medicine or you're helping in fitness, whatever it is, is you don't want to be feeding their program. It's not about becoming their best friend, but really kicking them in the ass and, and at the same time holding their hand and cheering them on and saying, you can do this. So I really feel like that's my responsibility as a you know consultant in what I do is not to feed, feed that paradigm, feed the victim consciousness, but to, you know, yeah to activate them. So when I'm activating and I'm being a disruptor, I know I'm doing a good job. It's not my job to make everybody love me and like me. That was the older paradigm. I don't feed that or give that any energy. So I love that when I see that even happening on the planet, those people that are causing disruption and they're activating, I'm like, good. Whether it's good or bad, I know it's good because humanity needs to be waken up and shaken a little bit. So that's how I, I you know, would answer that. I think that that is really important. Um, otherwise, if you do have a practitioner who you love and they're not activating you, you probably need to move on to a new one because that just, you get stuck in comfort and complacency. We need to get uncomfortable if we are to grow. That's the only way to grow and reach another level of prosperity in our lives is we got to be uncomfortable. You, you made an interesting comment about, uh, you know, instant manifestation. Why well, I, I believe strongly that we are entering an era of instant karma. <laughs> and um, that's because consciousness is going through the shift, the, the collective consciousness. And even, uh, you know, biblically and in a lot of scriptures, they talked about this historical point as being the end of time. Of course, that's been misinterpreted. Uh, what we're really talking about is the end of the concept of time. And the concept of time has been a grace because it has allowed us to act cluelessly and not um, instantly feel the repercussions of our actions and our thoughts. But that's all changing right now. That's why the world seems to be moving so fast. Events keep coming at us and everything's pretty much in, in our face. I don't know about anybody else, but when I have uh, little incongruities happening in my own life, uh, they seem to come back to me a lot quicker these days than they used to. So these principles that we're talking about today, I think are more important than ever to grasp for that reason only because, um, you know, a lot of us have been trying to do our homework for a long time. And if you haven't been doing your homework, or if you aren't at least open to these concepts right now, just, uh, you know, things are going to be coming at you fast and furious. So I'd, uh, I'd say uh, good time to get on board with all we're talking about today. It is. And, and I personally believe that there's no better time to be alive uh, on this planet than right now. I think it, you know, that it's just such an incredible time to be a part of this change. 
And um, like you said, a lot of things have been misinterpreted. And, you know, we are, you know, I think we're going to another level of what we're able to do in, in that consciousness. We're taking another big leap. And so if you're not willing to do the work, you're going to be left behind, unfortunately. And so, you know, if there's you know something we're sharing in this conversation, and you know, because I think we all know, you know, when you know, you're like, hey, this is not working for me. And I know I need to, maybe it's just start moving your body. If you don't start listening to those, I just call them nudges, right? Um, I think creator is nudging us all the time. If you don't, then you're not going to make it through. It's just the way it is. So you've got to start taking action. I mean, without action, nothing is going to change, nothing at all. And I mean, that's why for me, I'm getting uncomfortable all the time, you know, back to the four by four by 48. It was my 48th birthday. And, um, you know, I've done some training with the Navy SEALs with, um, I'm just for Mark Devine in the past. And oh, yeah. um, I, got, I got connected to uh, David Goggins and he sent me a book because I personally reached out and I read his story, which I could relate a lot of it. And he just put this big thing out. Okay, we're going to do the four by four by 48. And it's like my 48th birthday in like a week. And I just made a decision. It was super uncomfortable. As he says, I embraced the suck. If I want to grow and I want to serve more people and, and just bring more of me to the world, I'm going to have to do something I don't want to necessarily do. And um, it was really hard because every four hours I had to run or work out um, for a 40, like for 45 minutes to an hour, depending what you're doing for four, like if you were working out or I had to run four miles. So it was just the midnight and the 4am when it was really dark, I worked out and my husband and son decided to do with me almost killed my husband. I'll just tell you that right now. It's amazing. We're still married because it was really hard, but I just, what did I do every time I had to do Cause I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to embrace the suck. I just put him on and he's like, bah, 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 bah. you know, says a lot of F words and that's okay. But I was like, yeah, I've got to embrace the suck. This is another level. And there was no coincidence. It's my 48th birthday. So I'm like for 48 hours, I'm going to take this challenge. And again, it wasn't about succeeding and, you know, having to get to a certain level. It was, I understand now the principles. Again, the reality is you're going to fail your way to success. Look at failure as an opportunity. I think that we've been programmed to think failure is bad. Failure is not bad. Failure is a very good thing because it keeps, we, we get to see how we need to navigate this and how we've missed the mark and what we need to do and get to, you know, refine you know the habits and and the skills and and so yeah it was freaking hard i know mike you kept asking me about that i mean i still can't believe i did it but i did it how many how many miles did you run it was 48 miles wow yeah it was i've never ran that much in my entire life like i'm like you mike like i like to run but i'm more like a maybe like a four to ten kind of kilometer running kind of person depending Right. And I don't run like every day or that much. So it was a man, it was, it was hard, really hard. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Especially with no like 
you know, training moving up to it. That was, you know, intentional on that. You kind of made the decision to do it. And I love this because it really just stresses the power of belief and the and power decision. of intention and will. Yeah. Right. And decision because the enemy of decision is excuses and procrastination. I could have said, well, I'm going to start in a month after I've done training or I'm going to do it next year. That's one thing my mentor taught me that people that reach incredible success or prosperity and that are able to help people, they just make a decision. They don't know how they're going to do it. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I actually was a little stressed out when my husband decided to join in my son because they decided to give that for my birthday present. So I didn't have to do it on my own. My husband said it was way cheaper than buying a birthday present. But, you know, at one point I had to guide him to, you're just going to walk. You're just going to walk because I don't want you to get hurt, right? Because my background is in physical therapy. You can tell his body is, this is going to turn out good. But I made a decision. And I, that's another thing I would inspire you to do. There's things you know you need to do. And when you just don't make the decision, your paradigm gains strength, right? So you, again, remember, every time you make up an excuse, every time you procrastinate, you are feeding the devil. You're feeding the paradigm. Yeah. Well, stop it and stop complaining that other people are reaching prosperity and that it's harder for you. No, you just got to get out of your own way and you've just got to do it. You won't know how to do it, but you're going to figure it out on the way. Yeah. Yeah. The failure, the, the fear of failure means you're not doing anything. And so it's like, you got to take chances. If you look at all the greats in the past, they all took big chances and it failed miserably many, many times. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a, that's, those are all fantastic points, Tara. And, um, also I just want to stress, you know, we say doing the work and, and all this, we're not alone. We're not alone. There are, angelic beings and divine levels of of intention and support above us helping us like so we don't need to feel alone we have community around us too but i just wanted to stress that there is a divine um system a sky clock of intentionality that's happening all around us and as, if we're in tune with that and we're in tune with natural law we were going to get a lot of support wouldn't you say tara yeah i like that you mentioned that mike because we teach that in lesson 12 uh, magnifying the mind we can work with a mastermind. We can call on other great scientists and other great leaders that we align with that, you know, um, to, to support us. And even our loved ones that have passed on, like we can ask for support. We can ask for God. We can ask for the Holy Spirit. We can ask for that mastermind to come in and, and help us in our life. We're not alone in this. Um, even if you're the only person on this planet, you are not alone because you are a spiritual being there, right? You have creator, whatever you believe that is God, Allah, whatever. So, you know, I use the mastermind a lot and uh, that's helped me create an incredible amount of success. And a lot of people wrote in and messaged me, oh, I'm so sad that your mentor passed away. You must be devastated. Well, I, if this would have been an older version of me that has lost almost everyone I love, I would have been very sad. I would have been stuck in that place. But because I know who I am, I understand the loss. Bob, I mean, man, my coaching went from here to here because he's on the other side. So all I do is I call him in when I need extra support. So it, I mean, energy never dies. It just changes form. And this is where, you know, again, we got to be mindful. Are we stuck on the side of fear 
right? And I used to live in that side way too much, or we got to strengthen our faith, right? This, this side is where we get the study and the knowledge, the understanding, right? But specialized knowledge. You don't need to dump in more information because I, I think most people are on information overload, right? Just personally, it's we got to connect to the internal wisdom that's there and just bring more of that out to the world. So um, I, I, I hope that inspires somebody because I think a lot of people out there think that they've just got to get another course or they've got to get more information. Most people, and that was my challenge, is that's reinforcing that you're not good enough and there's something wrong with you. So, I mean, we have everything that we need. Our creator made us perfect. So we just have to start accessing more of that. Completely agreed. Uh, information is for the fun of it, but really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and, and early on in my career, I was always off studying something, you know, just relative to my field and, and I'd feel pretty good about it. Then here's something that uh, I wasn't aware of or hadn't learned yet. So I had to go do that because I was just always feeling like I'm not good enough yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just an, it's an endless trap. And then finally you just, you know, Hey, that has nothing to do with, uh, with reality. We've already got already, you know, everything we, we know. And when I practice and, you know, I brought a lot of tools to the table, but you know, those were for my own amusement and it really had nothing, uh, you know, relative to, uh, that individual's ability to heal themselves. And like you say, you know, we each carry a, an individual resonance and every practitioner has that resonance and you don't need to learn that anywhere. It's just yours. You just have to own it and, uh, feel confident in it and understand that, uh, nobody can heal somebody else in the first place. That's an inside job, as you like to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bob would always say around this that um, all information that ever was or ever will be, it's evenly present at all times. You just got to tap into it, right? So when I came into studying with him with a lot of knowing, which just made me a know-it-all, that's all. I wasn't getting the results I wanted. I just had a lot of information. Is um, I was just reinforcing exactly what you're saying. I was just reinforcing that I wasn't good enough. And so every time there was a new shiny coin or a new way to practice, I would go to that. And so I'm very mindful around that paradigm for me. But that started in my younger life, right? That started off living in a household where there was a lot of craziness and dysfunction. So the child naturally is trying to make the, you know, to help the parents and make them happy. So that was that people pleasing, you know, I will be loved and valued if, you know, so um, I was so grateful when I came into this work and mentorship with Bob, because it gave me permission to stop traveling around the world learning. And I still love, you know, I love learning and I love studying with incredible people, but there's not the grasping now. There's not that I'll be a better practitioner when I have this training. Now it's like, I am perfect, whole and complete. I don't lack anything and you don't, nobody here lacks anything. So uh, maybe a final segue uh, can, um, we can move into what I believe the, the, the best healing modality of all, which is gardening. So how's your gardening going right now? Do you, uh, I see a lot of water behind you. Do you have a good garden space there as well? I know you, you said you like the garden. Yeah. So I've been diving into um, 
biodynamic gardening and gardening mm. with my kids for years. And uh, we recently took over the family property. So it was my mother-in-law's. So I didn't do a lot because I felt like the property was theirs. Now that we've taken over the property, I am making a whole bunch of plot gardens. I'm a, I am also a forager. So, you know, we eat our weeds as well. So I spend a lot of time out in the forest, you know, collecting nettles and whatever I need. I'm cleansing, as you know. So I'm really looking forward. This will be my first year uh, actually having my own plot gardens here. My kids at the school, we have gardens there and we're, you know, planting and, and doing all sorts of fun stuff. But I mean, what a healing modality, right? Uh, especially with all the EMFs and things that we are around, we can get our hands into the soil and get our bare feet on the soil. And it really balances out our nervous system and helps us feel better. So, you know, I spend all my free time outside, you know, get doing exactly that. Like that's my medicine. There's, there's actually a lot of data supporting that. Uh, my wife and myself, uh, you know, we used to write articles for newspapers and periodicals and, uh, one we did on the health benefits of gardening. So we got into some research and it was amazing. I mean, we knew it was good for you, but uh, uh, just the effects it has on your physiology that have actually been documented and, and everything from, uh, you know, healing people emotionally, uh, lowering blood pressure, um, you know, just, just evening out your metabolism. So one of the best things that people can do, and obviously you're, you're using your own will force in a different way, which is to create that connection with nature and then realize that, you know, we are part of a whole and it is a symbiotic endeavor, you know, when these uh, other life forms, uh, you know, cooperate with us and give us back so much more than what we put in in the first place. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you mentioned biodynamic farming, which is what we practice too at Alpha Vedic Gardens. And Bear's been, Bear and Deb have been big fans of that forever. And as Bear just stated, what what I was touching on just briefly earlier ago is that we're not alone. Like, right? Like, it's all connected. It's all one system. It's a closed, beautiful system, holistically all connected. And when we understand that we're not alone, uh, man, it just becomes more and more effortless and fun right? It's just like, oh, this is all divine plan. Awesome. I'll just go with the flow. Yeah. And I think when we become more aligned and more aware of our consciousness, there is this natural wanting to get closer to the earth and take better care of it. You know, you can tell where someone's operating at, you know, by the way that they are treating the earth and treating each other. And so, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, having our children, you know, growing gardens and, and, um, you know, I think there's, you know, for every problem, there's a solution, you know, when you look at addiction and the amount of homelessness, like we could, there's so many amazing, you know, practices that we could start using with these individuals. And I actually seen a, I think it was a doc, I saw a documentary, I don't know if we showed it on the event, we did, I think. But, you know, where they're taking people that have gotten in trouble or, you know, been stuck in addiction and just getting them closer to the earth and, you know, like we've got to like it's our mental health depends on it, especially after the last two years and just seeing like even in young children, anxiety and depression, like get your kids outside, play with your kids. We live on the lakes. We have a lot of beach. That's why I've got to put plot gardens. But, you know, get out into the forest and, and play with your kids and just have fun. Get out into nature. It's going to make all the difference. Yeah. 
there's a there's a, not to go back to Anastasia, but because I'm reading it right now. So there's a scene in book one where she has him lay on uh, down with her and and he's listening to her heartbeat and the entire forest is mimicking her heartbeat. So as, as she intentionally makes her heartbeat go up, the forest gets vibrating more and down. And the whole point of that is this is just to show how directly and intimately we are connected with not just the plants, but all the little insects, all the animals, everything around us in this field, right? We're all sharing the field. And that, so when we understand that really brilliant concept, when we are having in the stresses of the modern world in front of computers and we get disconnected by taking our kids out in the forest, those little bugs, the insects, the bees, everything, all that magic can reground us back into that proper vibration, that Schumann resonance, right? That, that more natural flow. So, I just love that little chapter in that, in that book. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get that book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you'll, you'll love it. Um, well, Hey, this has been so wonderful, uh, Tara, really, I knew this talk would be really inspiring and uplifting and it's just, you know, we say do the work, but in the, in the end, if, if you're really in the mode and you're, and you're, you're doing all this, it does become effortless and it becomes fun and it is fun. And it's, it's just because you get the end effects, which are amazing. And, and people around you will gravitate towards doing this and, and seeing it work and being that, you know, being that great uh, visual representation to your kids, right? If you guys have children, like be that leader that they can look up to. And then, you know, I'll be honest, my kids teach me a lot too, because they're kind of effortlessly doing this already because they haven't had to unlearn as much as I do. So, um, but thanks so much, Tara, any final words for our audience and also please let them know how they can find you. And I'll make sure all those links are in the show notes below. Yeah. I was just going to go off what you were saying, Mike, you know, we have beliefs around doing the work. I think the work is, is absolutely essential at this time. And if you're not happy with what's showing up in your life and you know in on the planet, it's time to do your work. But guess what? You get to. That's a more powerful statement. You woke up today. You know how many people didn't wake up today? So quit feeling sorry for yourself. You get to do the work. You get to have another day of living. You get to make that positive change. Like Mike said, you get to be the leader that your kids need you to be. You get to. So again, it's a mindset thing. It is way harder to stay stuck in those lower vibrations. I know I lived there for a big part of my life. And that would have just turned into long-term disease and then disintegration. That's all the side of fear is, right? We just, we disintegrate. It's, It's over. We've got to, we get to. We get to get that understanding and knowledge. We get to be creative. That's where ease is. So you get to. So get up and do the work. And the work works when you do the work. All right. This has been most excellent today. Uh, So delightful getting to know you a little bit better. I hope we see you uh, down in the South 50 someday. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm on my way out to work outside in the farm today and take your advice. And thank you so much for being with us. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me, Mike and Dr. Uh, Lando. I really appreciate this podcast and everything you do. And I cannot wait to fly down there and be with you in person. So it will. It's already happened. I've already seen it happen. 
you and your family are welcome to stay here at our house at our guest apartment or of course over at the farm we've got a little spot there on the river it's very it's quite magical i would stay there uh and uh we as bear said we're planning on work more and more workshops uh, down the line so once um it's a little easier for you to travel maybe even you could come and do a workshop at the farm because i think you obviously have a lot to offer and i think a lot of people would instantly sign up for that in our co-op and would love that so maybe that's something we can work on down the line sounds good to me Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this chat and got something out of it. If you did, please give us a thumbs up, a, a like, share it with your friends and family. That really helps get the information out. And uh, we uh, look forward to seeing you next week as we go deep into the images of conspiracy <laughs> with our special oh, guest. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. So we're going to switch channels a little bit. That's going to be trippy. <laughs> but that'll be a fun one. It's always fun to look at that stuff. Uh, and knowing what we know from what Tara was talking about, there's no fear. Look at it, witness it, understand that that exists. And cool, you know, take with what you want with it. And just be the masters of your own domain, the hero in your own journey. And remember to get outside, get your hands in the dirt, go plant something, go for a hike. Mother Nature is our best teacher. Uh, as we just discussed, it really is the best way to reset your mind and your spirit any day. Get out there and do it. And we love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>